0: So, uh, welcome to episode five. Uh, it's been a while, hasn't it, Mickey? Well, first off, we have to say, welcome everyone to DevOps FM. I'm your host, Mickey Gousset, and with me is the ever awesome Brian Randall. Randall. There he is. So, hi, Brian. What episode are we again? This is episode five. And I would like to let the listeners know. Mickey thought it would be awesome to try some brand new audio equipment. And in the process, we have no video. (laughs) And so that obviously makes sometimes podcasting a little fun, but it's going to be great. Episode five, man, can you believe we've done five whole podcasts? When did
1: we start this again? Well, hold on. We haven't done five yet. This is number five.
0: Oh, that's right. But by the time we're done, we'll have five. That's correct.
1: So that's one every two months? Something like that. Although, looking at uh, our website for DevOps.fm, it looks like we posted this episode on February 10th. So doing a little math, uh, it's been almost three months.
0: Ah, okay. I was just thinking we were averaging about two months for every episode.
1: Yeah. Well, the fundamental issue is, let's be honest, uh, you and I lead the glamorous rockstar lifestyle, which means we spend way too much time in hotel beds. So I've got some stats. So I started the year uh, cracking 2 million lifetime miles on United Airlines. To date, I have flown over 40,000 and it's May 2nd. Um, So that gives you an idea. Um, In Hyatt Hotels alone, I have spent 32 nights Um, And then on top of that, I've stayed at other hotels and things in between. So it's been kind of crazy. I've probably (laughs) spent at least 60 nights away from home, if not more this year. Since we did our last recording, uh, I've been all over the U.S. I went to Shanghai, China. Uh, In March, you and I were together up in lovely Redmond at the Microsoft campus for the MVP Summit. And then last month, we had the joy of being at VS Live in lovely New Orleans. That was a great event. I had a good time there.
0: I also had a good time at VS Live. If you want my travel stats, so far in 2019, I've only done 21,000 miles. But, of course, I didn't have a trip to China and back. Total days on the road, 68. Total cities visited, 17. Now, you pull those... Stats out of TripIt or something? These stats brought to you by TripIt. Not a sponsor, but if you'd like to be, feel free and reach out to us.
1: Now, that'd be awesome. I could really use a TripIt sponsor. All right, let me open up mine. Let's see if I can look at that. Let's see if I sign in, you know, one of those awesome things you do here. Luckily, I have a password manager, so that's easy. And
0: Now, while you're signing in... I want to say that VS Live, I thought was a great event. The VS Live we just got done with in April was in New Orleans. So any listeners out there who may have been at VS Live, we'd love to hear from you what you thought of the event. I thought Donovan's keynote was excellent. I thought um, Peter's keynote was also excellent. And just in general, we had a lot of good questions around DevOps and a lot of good interaction with the people, plus the food in New Orleans. I mean, you can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, the food was amazing. And going back to the keynotes, we will dig up um, links to videos. The keynotes were recorded. They will be posted um, on the VS Live website at some point. Um, I'm not sure they've been up there yet, but we'll grab some information, put them in the show notes. So I did find my stats. According to TripIt, which most of my stuff is in there, 21 cities, 3 countries, 53 days on the road. So you've got me beat by days, and I've got you beat by mileage at over forty. And 000. countries. Well, yes, and countries. So there you go.
0: So what was your one best thing about VS Live New Orleans, Brian? <laughs> the food. <laughs> Going to mothers.
1: Oh, well, it was all I mean, it was hard. It was hard. I mean, Emeralds was fantastic. Uh K Paul's delicious. Mother's breakfast was amazing. Uh, The one thing I did not get, and this is partly your fault, is I did not get any beignets from Café du Monde.
0: I offered to go with you to Café du Monde, but of course I could not partake because I have been on keto for the past month.
1: And how's that going for you?
0: As of today, I am down 20 pounds. That's fantastic. So over the past month, I have dropped 20 pounds... Um, without exercising so it's just purely been changing my diet and i have gone from getting really sleepy in the afternoons to where i have now constant energy throughout the day and the evening um, henceforth we're recording this at 11 o'clock at night my time and everything seems to be going okay well that's beautiful
1: it's only well it's almost got it's almost nine o'clock my time pacific
0: And of course, here in Mississippi, it's getting hot. My air conditioner did not cut off all day today. It's insane.
1: So a few things have happened in the space uh, since we last recorded. Most notably, Azure DevOps Server 2019 released. In addition, Visual Studio 2019 released. So for those of you in the Microsoft space doing DevOps, And particularly if you're doing it on-prem, you've got some wonderful new tools in your tool belt. Naturally, Azure DevOps Services, Microsoft's cloud-based tool, is still an active update, which brings us to what's going on next week. So rumor has it up in the Pacific Northwest Mickey, something is happening next week, the week of May 6th. Is it the Salmon Run? Could be, but I don't think so.
0: Is it... Hot air balloons? No. Is it got something to do with trees?
1: Don't think so. Then it must be build. That's right. Microsoft Build is back in town. And so in the DevOps space, we can expect to see some wonderful stuff. I'll post a link in the show notes, but Jessica Dean... From the Legion of Extraordinary Cloud Developer Advocates, which is hard to say fast. She works uh, with Donovan Brown and some other wonderful people, but she is awesome in her own right. Posted on Twitter today a tiny video clip preview of some cool stuff she's going to be doing with Kubernetes and containers and Azure DevOps. So uh, I expect there to be a lot of great announcements coming in the broader DevOps space on the Microsoft platform and Azure as well as some specific stuff related to new features coming with Azure DevOps Services. And just remember, anything that's in Azure DevOps Services, wherever it makes sense, it'll make it down to the on-prem product next big update. And as a reminder, you can always go to the Azure DevOps Features Timeline page to see what has just come out and what's coming soon and what's coming even further in the future. And we'll add that to the show notes as well.
0: Wow, I've not seen the video yet, so I'll be interested to see what she's... um saying maybe upcoming plus i'll be excited for just all the general announcements because there's always some some cool announcements
1: yeah her little video is is just a teaser but it you know it just it's got me wanting to hopefully you know i'm praying i haven't seen a commitment from microsoft but i'm hoping that all the sessions will be recorded and made available free to people who can't get there because you're not going to be there are you no no i will not be at build will you be at build I will not, but by strange happenstance, I will be flying to the Pacific Northwest on Wednesday so that I can do an Azure DevOps workshop on Thursday to a, a group up there. Uh, so, But I get there a day too late. Um, originally, I was supposed to be in, uh, I think I was supposed to be in Lansing, Michigan, doing a private uh, training class, but unfortunately, it got canceled, and it canceled too late for me to go to build um, effectively based upon my schedule. Gotcha.
0: Well, I'm thinking, though, that if you can't make it to build this year, there might be something else you could make it to. What could that be? It could be a little event happening in June. So let me, can I set this up for, for a second? Is that you, okay with you? you? You go ahead and set this up. Okay. So, for all of you people out there who have experienced the wonder and the intrigue that it's Brian and Mickey presenting together at different conferences then you know what you're in for for those of you that have never experienced this this is an amazing adventure that you don't want to miss and we're going to be doing it along with a ton of other people all around the world at the same time as we host Brian and Mickey's Global DevOps Boot Camp in Los Angeles woohoo (laughs) Yay! So basically, Brian and I are participating in the Global DevOps Bootcamp, which is happening on June 15th around the world. If you've not participated in a Global DevOps Bootcamp before, I'll let Brian jump in and provide more details. But this will be my first time, so I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, so in the last couple years, I've actually participated on the engineering side. When the, the bootcamps first started, and it was something that came out of the great minds of the folks at spirit and Solidify over the Netherlands, and uh, Marcel DeVries was one of the uh, key troublemakers uh, making this happen, came to me and my partner, uh, Ian Griffiths, and we had a system that ran on Azure to help manage VMs. And so we helped spin up last year over 3,000 VMs uh, for use worldwide. And so, uh, because I was busy doing that, I didn't actually participate. I was more of, you know, being an SRE running the engineering. And so this year, uh, the theme has changed. We're not going to need VMs because they're going to do a different scenario and they always want to just raise the bar. This year, it's called You Build It, You Run It. And the idea is to focus on the SRE experience, the, you know, taking code from development and then putting it in production, but not a handoff. But instead, developers learning what it's like to actually run things in prod. So I'm really excited to see the content. I think it's going to be really um, awesome. If you uh, take a look at global you'll see the agenda. You'll see a list of all the cities. We'll, of course, include things in the show notes. And if you're in the Los Angeles area on the 15th, you can come down and hang out with uh, Mickey and I. Otherwise, there's a lot of great locations around the world and you want to get registered so you can go out and do that. So looking forward to the global DevOps boot camp this year.
0: And that's a good point. Obviously, if you're in L.A., we'd love for you to come hang out with us. We have a lot of spots. But if you're not in L.A., if you're somewhere else, there's probably a global DevOps boot camp potentially near where you are. And we would love to see, you know, as much participation and as much activity as we can. All I've heard for the past two years is great things about these boot camps and what people have learned. And if I remember correctly, Brian, aren't there like leaderboards and prizes or was that am I thinking of something else?
1: Well, so last year they did have leaderboards. There was a Twitter board. There's the the folks that experience Solidify do a great job. Uh, so we haven't published all the details on how it's gonna work out. But yeah, it'll be it'll be a really gotcha. fun, it'll be a fun localized event as well as a global event. Uh, right now, uh, most locations will have uh, lunch provided as well. Um, Subway, in partnership with Microsoft, is going to be sponsoring the lunch. Uh, so it's a great time to just come out and learn. And, and like I said, uh, check out the show links. If you have questions, reach out to Mickey and I on Twitter, as well as the folks who on the boot camp. And as we get further along, we'll bring back with more information. Um, but definitely think about getting registered because uh, some of the locations will fill up quick. Uh, based upon their number of seats. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And just think you also, if
0: you come to LA, get to hang out with me and Brian, which that in itself, you know, is worth the price of admission, which is free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but before we get there, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to be busy. You're busy. Uh, I'm going to go to um, a local event the week after. So on. This upcoming Wednesday, the 15th of May, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can come down to the Microsoft office and hear me talk about database DevOps. In fact, I'm doing a new talk for the first time called What Do You Do When DevOps Is Not All Kittens and Puppies? Uh, So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Donovan Brown's going to be doing the keynote, and I'll put a link in the uh, show notes. But if you're interested, you'll need to register, and you'll have to reach out to me on Twitter to get a registration code. But in either case, that'll be a lot of fun. Then I go to London to speak at STD in London, and that's going to be a blast. i am doing a couple of talks and a workshop. And then finally, you were going to be there, but right now it's just going to be me and Tiago uh, uh I'll be at VS Live Boston the second week of June. And in fact, what's funny about that is I fly home from Boston, get ready, and then pick you up at the airport, and we can do the boot camp on Saturday.
0: That's right. And then I get to be a tourist for a couple of days yeah, we're going to have some fun. We're going to get you near the beach and maybe
1: push you in the water.
0: So it sounds like you've got some DevOps stuff going on, which is great. I'll actually be helping a, a customer in the middle of May for a couple of weeks, which will be great. And then I'll be coming to um, do the boot camp with you. And then I have a couple of speaking gigs coming up in July. I'll be at the Kansas City Developer Conference in the middle of July, and I'll be at Um, that conference in Wisconsin at the beginning of August.
1: Oh, well, thankfully, July, I have no conferences. I'm going to be looking to do some vacation time with the family. And then for me, it starts up again in August as well, because I'll be up in Redmond at VS Live, which I think you're going to be there too. Excellent. Excellent. You can't keep Brian and Mickey apart. No, we are. We are meant to be together. So, you know, the world of DevOps what you know? What lately have you been dealing with? Um, I know we've had some chatter as we've been together about what you've been doing with customers and what I've been doing. So what have you been working on?
0: So I've been working on a couple of things. Um, obviously, I emailed my brain trust, one of which consists of Brian, because I had some questions around doing database DevOps. So I'll be actually interested in hearing your new talk. But what I've been doing lately, especially this week, is I've been trying to help one customer with custom build tasks and trying to determine how to deploy Java apps onto app services using, and, and what we were finding is we're having to to make create a custom build task to test out a couple of things. So that's been kind of neat because I've not dealt with custom build tasks before. The other thing I'm really diving into right now is migrations, but not full fidelity, but project-by-project project migrations. So I'm helping a company use um, the Git-TFS tool that's on GitHub that they're running 2015 TFS and trying to get that tool to work to be able to do some project by project migrations because they have some really big projects. So I'm kind of getting my getting my hands in the weeds around some code, which is kind of cool.
1: Well, and so it sounds like there's an interesting scenario there, right? When we talk about moving from on-prem TFS. To the cloud with Azure DevOps, Microsoft has, of course, the migration tools that let you do a high-fidelity migration, but that's kind of what we often refer to as kind of a lift-and-shift approach where you're taking everything. I'm not a big fan of that. I typically think moving from on-prem, particularly if you've been using TFS for years, is an opportunity to rethink the structure of your team projects and your code bases. My favorite analogy is I talk about, you know, I ask people if they've ever been in a fraternity and I You know, for people that are older like me, maybe they've seen the movie Animal House. As you think away, some of those boys lived in the Delta fraternity, you know, and then if I were to meet a nice woman and want to move in with her, the last thing she would let me do would be moving furniture from the Delta house into our house. And so the idea is that you get this opportunity to move from maybe an environment where, you know, you didn't know better. You had a lot too many branches, for example, and your, your build setup wasn't great, and to rethink how you're going to structure your code. And I really prefer that. Uh, people always talk. Well, we want our history, and you know, people history is overrated from a standpoint of having it in the in the in your new re- repos. What you want to do is make your old TFS read only, keep it around as people need it, but moving all that stuff forward isn't always wonderful, uh, particularly when you have the issue of that maybe things like your builds and other things are directly hooked up. Uh, but it sounds like you've been uh, learning a lot, and uh, I'm just glad you're doing it, not me.
0: Well, and. So my counter argument to you is I kind of like the full fidelity when it's possible because it's usually relatively easy and it does allow customers to have their history and and all that and it kind of gives them that that warm, fuzzy. I, like you, I question sometimes whether customers need all that history and whether they're going to use it or not. Um, in this case, for this particular client, they have a large TFS database. So full fidelity was possible, but it would also be you know, kind of delicate to, to, to work as well. So we're are looking at it project by project because they're also using this as an opportunity to go from TFVC to Git. And like you said, start trying to change some of their processes. So I think, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot for sure. <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah. What about do- you? Well, I've been doing a bunch of different things. Most recently, I've been getting to write some code around Azure DevOps, and that's been a blast. Um, one of the cool things I've been hooking into is the service hooks. So when a work item changes, it calls an Azure function, and that Azure function is able to do some things uh, for me. One of the key things they wanted is they wanted fancier emails. And I would not say fancier, they wanted the emails that were notifying people to have different information based upon data in the work item that's probably one of the weaknesses of Azure DevOps out of the box compared to even TFS on-prem is that there's no way to change the email notifications that you get. Uh, And so it didn't turn out like it was too much work. You know, Azure Functions, first of all, are amazing how easy they are to to work with. Low cost. um, And because in the product that Ian and I worked on, Valhalla, we had used SendGrid. um, I already had SendGrid configured, so I was able to hook that up. And so SendGrid, Azure Functions, and Service Hooks I'm able to create a really compelling solution uh, for the customer with not a ton of code. Uh, probably the hardest part was dealing with, dealing with the fact that when Azure DevOps calls you via the HTTP hook, it's sending you the work item data as a JSON document. And so, I had to, of course, you have to parse it. And then you find out it doesn't necessarily send you everything. So one of the things I had to do was if I wanted like parent information or, or sibling information, I then within the function had to make a secondary call, but got it all working. That's been really cool. Been doing some work item customization. And you know, I'm I'm definitely a fan of not customizing. You know, I wrote a bunch of articles in the early 2000s on how to customize TFS, but I always tell people you gotta be careful there, because when you start customizing, that is now technical debt you're taking on. You know, this customer I'm working with, we had a long conversation about do you want to do this? And if you do, here's what you have to be aware of. And it's not just me writing the code. It's that now you have to maintain this and you have to be aware of that things can break. So you now have this thing that you have to take care of. And there's, you know, no, no, you know to quote uh, from uh, the the <laughs> movie Point Break, nobody writes for free, right? Um, and so uh, that's been interesting. But, you know, the best part is I'm getting to do this as part of work and it's been learning experience as well as just a lot of fun. I love writing code. I don't know about you, but I sometimes don't get to write as much code as I'd like to on a day-to-day basis.
0: No, I agree. I, I do like getting my hands dirty in the code and it sounds like some of the stuff you're doing is, is really kind of cool. I want to pose you a question though, Brian, because kind of what you were talking about there makes me um, wonder if it might apply to something I was reading. So I, I read on Reddit, there's Reddit has an Azure DevOps subreddit. And so I go there from time to time to try to answer some questions. And one of the guys there posed an interesting question today, which was they're writing code for these big, huge manufacturing machines, it's not really code so much as it's like this weird hieroglyphic kind of language that kind of outlines the circuit board that they're using or something to that effect. But essentially, some of the engineers that that help build these this code, so to speak, um, aren't going to use Git. We'll never use Git. It's just been been you've got some of the some people that are willing to use it, some of the younger guys, but some of the older guys are not wanting to use Git. So they were asking, what should they do for their version control? And they were thinking, is there any way we could have our Git repo for the people that want to use Git, and then whenever there's a commit made to the repo, take a, make a copy of the whole repo, and they were going to put it in SharePoint, because these guys that don't want to use Git are willing to use SharePoint, and... I had a discussion with them back and forth on what, well, but then how are you gonna keep things in sync? And is that really the best way? And so then we talked about potentially using file shares or something like that. But I'm curious how you would handle that because the argument, now I'm gonna go ahead and say the argument of we'll just train the people to use Git, I was told was a non-starter. So essentially they're wanting to duplicate their code base because some people want to use the code, edit the code base in one spot. Some people want to edit it in another.
1: Do I honestly have to answer this? Cause I don't want to get <laughs> aflamed, but I, that's crazy town. I mean, that just, that is, that shows the problem with, with development, the humans we are the number one problem in software development and DevOps.
0: And I, I, I would agree. I, I and, and I, voice that, that, that ultimately it's a process issue. And it's, it's, I think you've got to get your process down and then decide what tool you want to use to help you with that process. You know, in this case, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I just found that interesting that, that there were still, you know, that's the first time I've encountered that problem where they wanted to maintain the same, the code base in two separate places.
1: So I found the thread. I'll take a look and I might jump in. So it's funny you'd bring up Reddit. Because, you know, there's just only so much time in the day, right? And I've avoided Reddit for a long time. But finally, something came up that I was looking for. Um, and so I got on Reddit and started poking out and go, you know, this is kind of cool. So I got myself an app. Um It turns out I've had an account. If you look at me, I've got like one Karma and I've been on my – I've had my account for over a year. But I just started going on their regular basis now the last couple days. And so I've just found the thread. I'll take a look at it because uh, it's probably worth reading. But uh, I noticed something that says your staff. How can you be staff?
0: I think because I answered a question and somebody gave me some silver for it. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how Reddit works. I've I've lurked there for years. <laughs> About six months ago, actually, or maybe longer, I created an account, and I so I I subscribed to Azure DevOps, a couple of Hearthstone. I subscribe to all because I really like the pictures and I subscribe to pics because people take some really gorgeous pictures there. Sometimes I'll switch over and just see what's popular on the homepage. But, but as far as how all this gold and silver and all that kind of stuff works, I, I don't have a clue. I've not dived into it hard enough.
1: I don't think it's well, okay. Again, I'll be clear. I'm a Reddit noob as well, but it's not, that's not silver and gold. That's that's flair. You've got the staff flair, uh, and so, well, I guess the question is, who set up this Azure DevOps subreddit?
0: I don't know. Not me. Uh, it was I found it. Are you it registered with your
1: registered with your Microsoft.com address? No, I am not. Oh well, something someone figured out who you were because you're considered staff now. So I expect you to be there every day taking care of things, Mickey interesting yeah well if you look you should look through that because there's some
0: couple of questions there that that i was able to answer but there's a couple of questions there that i have
1: i don't know where to start well so so here's the thing that's interesting right we also have stack overflow and stack overflow has an active vibrant community around this as well but it seems like reddit allows you to have these discussions that's that stack overflow wouldn't right so i guess that's why you kind of want both to be around
0: Correct. Because Stack Overflow is, you know, it's kind of, you know, answer the specific question and people will put comments and stuff, but people don't necessarily read all the, the, the other comments. They just go there, find their top answer and move forward. Reddit allows a little more back and forth. At least that's what I've found.
1: Yeah. Stack Overflow, while wonderful, you know, and I've known Jeff Adwood for years. We actually did a TFS 2008 class together years ago for a client down here in Southern California uh, back when he was... Uh, A normal, non, you know, multi million dollar rock star. And by the way, I'm making that up. I don't know how much money Jeff made about anything. I just know he's a fun, good, geeky guy, uh, Mr. Coding Horror himself. But in either case, back to the point at hand, Um, you know, Stack Overflow, there's a few of the people there. I'll say they're kind of dicky about, you know, the protocols. They get a little OCD. So I can see why Reddit has that more casual. We can talk about it, like this thread. This thread would not probably live at all on, on Stack Overflow. It'd be listed as off-topic, not focused, blah blah blah. Um, so I, I admit it's hard. and it just all the things I'm doing. You know, I love these social media experiences, but you know, I'm not going to get paid if I spend all day on Reddit. I got to do work. I got to write code, for example, like I did uh, yesterday, and uh, I'm going to tonight. Uh, boy, I, I, there's times when just there's nothing like
0: just writing some code. That's true. I would like to encourage people, though, if you haven't checked out the Azure DevOps subreddit, go check it out. I'd love to see a little more activity on
1: there just because. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, you know, I think it's going to be fun to do our next show, which uh, we are going to try really hard, folks. And, you know, I have to admit, it's just family life, traveling, you know, recording. But I love getting on and talking to you, Mickey, about stuff. But we're going to be able to do a show post-build and uh, discuss the announcements that were there. So I'm looking forward to that. And I am too. And and one of the things that we're trying
0: different is we were trying to always record on Sunday nights. And ultimately what we found is, hey, we travel on Sundays. (laughs) So Sunday nights isn't always the best time to try to record. So we're moving our recording more to the middle of the week. We haven't picked a particular day yet, but once we do... We may have to, you know, vary from time to time, but I'm thinking middle of the week's probably going to work better for us. And so we're looking, looking forward to getting on a more regular cadence, but Brian, I have to ask you, is there something you, before
1: we go, is there something you just can't let go of this week? I have something. Okay. Well, you need to start and I need to think because otherwise i will be really boring because I'm going to start with that. My favorite five letter word sleep. No, you're not allowed to use sleep this time. So I have two things, if that's
0: okay, if I can break the rules and to do two things, The first thing is my keto diet because it was kicking my butt the first two weeks I tried it and I, the whole four weeks I've been doing keto, I've been on the road. So that's been kind of difficult too. But the first two weeks were really difficult because those of you that don't know me, I like my desserts. I eat my desserts when I'm on the road and I like my sweets and I like my big cookie at two o'clock in the afternoon. And what I was finding, though, is that I really was not happy with a variety of different things about me physically as well as how I was feeling. And since I started this four weeks ago, as I said, I've lost about 20 pounds. I'm fitting in some of my clothes better. I'm feeling better in general. I'm going to keep it up for another probably month or so, and then I'm going to go to the doctor and see what my my stats look like. Because those of you that don't know, keto is a high-fat, low-carb, relatively low-protein diet. So one of the things I want to make sure of is that all of these fats aren't causing me an issue, but it seems like for most people, that doesn't happen. And the other thing I can't let go of, and don't worry, Brian, I'm not going to spoil anything, is Game of Thrones. So the last season of Game of Thrones is happening, and there was a big episode last week, and all I have to say from that episode is not today. Those of you that watch Game of Thrones We'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. What about you, Brian? What do you What do you have that you just can't let go of?
1: Well, I'm going to do two things then, be just because you did too. I'll start. I'll start in the physical world first. Uh, the first thing is my AirPods. Um, I got AirPods to go with my iPhone uh, when they came out, and I don't know why, but in the last month, I've been using them a lot more, and just they're super convenient. These are the Generation One. But I've noticed now that Amazon is selling Amazon, or sorry, let me start over there. Notice that now that Amazon is selling Apple hardware, you need to watch Amazon and Best Buy. They're both competing and they're selling Apple products at a discount. So if you have any need or desire to have things out of the Apple ecosystem, particularly the secondary items, so excluding the phones, but iPads, Air AirPods, even. Even MacBooks and, and those type of things, they're both offering discounts. So I've got Gen 1 I'm having a good time with. But I've noticed that I think my wife could use it because I catch her doing the, the neck crook, you know, where you turn your neck to hold your phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for her to drop her phone and it just shatter, even though she has a case on it. So I was thinking I was going to give her mine because I was able to get the new second generation ones on sale from Amazon for like 20 25 bucks off. Um, but I find it very useful. I find taking phone calls on them is much more convenient. I don't really listen to a lot of music on them because um, I have noise cancellation things for those for the plane, but for phone calls, uh, they've just been really convenient. Um, I also don't use them, though, for walking and listening to podcasts, which is something I've been trying to do and get a little more exercise. So that's my one thing. The other thing is, like you, I will not throw any spoilers, but um, I'll just say two words, Avengers game. Oh my God, fantastic. I love the Marvel movies, and if you don't, tough, haters are going to hate, but I thoroughly loved it. I saw it on opening day with my family, and it was wonderful. Um, I have all 22 movies. I'm going to go through a a binge and watch them all in order, but I'm going to go see Endgame again probably this weekend, Um, and even if I have to go with myself, because Unfortunately, if you don't know, um, but you probably have lived under a rock if you don't, it's a long movie. It's about three hours, or it is three hours. Um, and so you, it's really hard to find a pee-pee break because uh, everything is so good. But uh, those
0: are those. Did are my, you find uh, one or did you have to get up and go?
1: Oh, no, I stayed the whole time. I did not move. I just... The <laughs> thing is, I did not have... Well, I, I quit drinking soda. I don't drink Coke or Pepsi. I occasionally have ginger ale. So that was easy enough not to do, but I usually drink water. And uh, so all I did is I had a bottle of water that I probably drank about two ounces of, just having little sips uh, through the whole thing. And of course, I went to the restroom right when they started the previews, so that I was done. Uh, but yeah, TMI for everybody. Yes, Brian's uh, pee pee habits. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm planning
0: on going to see it this weekend, so I'll, I'll be hopefully we can we can compare some notes after that. And speak. And as far as your earbuds go, those are a purchase that I have not made yet. But I've seriously been considering making because I'm tired of having to always find my headphones and then the adapter to plug into my iPhone 10 or oh, X or whatever it's called.
1: Well, don't you have the, the you have the tennis? Don't you the 10X?
0: Yes, I have the 10Xs or whatever it is. The no, big, it's, sorry, the big it's
1: ten. X. The X is a ten, so it's 10s. S. Okay, like tennis. The 10s. Got right, it. I yeah, have the 10X. Right. 10s. S. Uh, and you said AirBuds, they're AirPods. AirPods, you know, the, the,
0: AirBud, AirBud is a movie, by the way, from <laughs> the yeah. late '90s, early 2000s, about a dog that can play basketball.
1: There's, a I whole know this s- because I watched it a lot. Uh, my kids. There's also the 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 Buddies movies with the little dogs. So there's, yes, there are. There's a whole thing that my children went through, but thank God they're not watching those anymore. No offense to anybody else, but after a while, you just get to hate some of the things your kids watch over. But one of my favorite movies that they watched over and over again, though, that I actually still
0: like is a one called Milo and Otis. And I actually have a cat that looks just like the cat in Milo and Otis, and we named him Milo.
1: Well, on that bombshell, folks, I'm glad you tuned in for Azure DevOps and DevOps.fm content because we're talking about kids' movies. But hey, we're demented and sad, but very social.
0: So how do people find us, Brian? If people want to find us, if they want to... Um, you know send us questions or comments or anything like that is there anything out there in this great wide interweb that they can use to find us i was okay. trying to vamp long enough for you to find the information because i couldn't remember what it was because well, we haven't can... done this in so long
1: oh well i can <laughs> i remember it what i was trying to do was double check because I haven't logged in for a while to check uh, the email account <laughs> so you can definitely reach us at the show at devops.fm you can also find me on Twitter at Brian Randall that's one word B-R-I-A-N-R-A-N-D-E-L-L and of course you can email me at R at mcwtech.com
0: and you can find me at mickey underscore Gousset on Twitter you can email me at mickey.gousset at microsoft.com if you want to And of course, as Brian mentioned, we have the show at devops.fm. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer, you want to give us a comment, you want to, you know, be a sponsor, be more than happy to hear from you. Hey, if you really want to, why don't you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. And if you give us a five-star review and put a comment in there, I'll read it for you on the air. How about that? I think that's a grand idea. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess we will wrap this show up for the evening. Brian, thank you for your for your time. It's always good to chat with you.
1: It's been a pleasure, Mickey.
0: And everyone else, have a good evening. Were you smart? Did you stick around for the after party?
1: Is it a party or is it a show? Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know what's happening at your house, but at my house, it's a party. Actually, at my house right now, there are storms moving through the area. So I'm downstairs recording this, and I can hear my beagle upstairs for the past 15 minutes. And if you listen carefully in the recording, you might hear him too, constantly scratching at the door to come downstairs, because he doesn't like it when there's storms, and he always looks for me.
1: Really? Because are you the one that provides the protection and love and affection that he longs for?
0: I suppose. I don't know. I don't know how that got started, but he, he, he likes to come find me when it's, um, storming because he always hassles and he always just shakes and he will shake for, you know, during a whole storm, he will just shake for hours. I've tried those, um, um, shirts, the thunder shirts that you can put on a dog. Cause apparently it's the static electricity in the air that makes them shake but that didn't seem to work for him. So now every once in a while, if it gets really bad, he gets a little bit of a doggy volume.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's awesome.
0: It works. Most times. Most times. Most times. I'll be interested to see how the audio is for this because I'm using the equipment that I also use to record my books and I'm looking at the waveform and the waveform looks really pretty solid. Usually when I'm using that USB mic that I used on the previous ones, my audio sounded a little bit tinny compared to yours. Well, I so, I hope it sounds wonderful. I'm hoping it should come out come out pretty well. So what else you got going on tonight, Brian? Anything? You going to um, do anything um, fun after this?
1: Nope, nothing fun. Well, I mean, it's work, but I'm going to I'm going to write some code. Uh just random code. Well, no, I've, I've got some, some stuff. I was out today dealing with some family issues for my 92 uh, year old grandmother. So, um, it's kind of making up for the lost last time, although it is getting on in the timeline. So there is something that says since I started the day at 5. AM, uh, today, I might go to bed and just get up early.
0: Um, I see. function better that way. I have found that, that usually if I'm tired, once it gets eight or nine o'clock, I, I function better going to bed and getting up about five and starting fresh a lot of times because nobody's around at five o'clock to bug me
1: yeah well it's it's definitely quiet in the house when i'm when i get up that early so there's something to be said for that so we'll see i have to see the problem is sometimes i want to go to bed and then uh, my lovely wife still has stuff to do so i don't really get to fall into a deep sleep until she comes to bed so i need to go coordinate that activity so when i'm done here i will decide and you know i'll let everyone know next week what did brian do (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> excellent well i won't provide any suspense because it's 11 30 and i'm probably going to pop my contacts out and get some sleep and start the new day fresh
1: that sounds like a plan well good talking to you mickey and for all of you that stay around for the after show we're now gonna shut down for the night you guys have a good one be good humans be good humans and
0: thank you for listening to another episode of devops fm